When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, Joe here. And it's me, Kristen. And we just wanted to let you guys know something exciting is happening. Uh, Obviously, the induction ceremony is happening on October 30th in Cleveland. If you listen to our show, you know that. We've been talking about it for a while now. You probably also know that we will be in attendance. But you know what else is happening the night before the induction ceremony? Some might say even more exciting and more important than the induction. We will be recording a live episode of this very show in downtown Cleveland, very close to where the induction ceremony will be happening. Yeah, so we've found a location, a venue that is walking distance from the Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse. It is walking distance technically from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum. So that is very cool. We are going to be doing a live podcast recording Friday, October 29th at 7 p.m. at Hilarities, uh, specifically the Frolic Cabaret stage at the Hilarities Comedy Theater in downtown Cleveland. And yeah, we're really excited to be doing this. It is our first live pod recording. First live show ever? We've never done a live show. We feel like this is the time and place to do it. Induction Eve in Cleveland. Come celebrate Induction Eve with us at Hilarities on the 29th of October, 7 p.m. Yeah, you should be able to check out their calendar and find our event if you go to the Hilarities website, pickwickandfrolic.com. You go there, you click on shows, and you scroll down until you see our beautiful faces there, wow. October 29th, and you will be able to buy tickets. And you can also go to our Twitter and our Instagram. We will have the information there as well. We will probably do some sort of link in bio situation. That's at Rock Hall Pod on both platforms. Honestly, if you're just confused, you're like, I don't know where to find this link. I would like to buy tickets because I want to be in Cleveland on that night. Just email us and uh, we will send you exactly where you need to go to get those tickets. Uh, and that is rockhallpod at gmail.com. We hope to see you there. Very exciting announcement. Uh, and we will see you there. Bye. everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but tis the season, you might say. <laughs> With me, as always, someone who also, by default, is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame expert, fully against her will, the skeptic, the voice of the people, Kristen Suttered. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Joe. How did this happen to me? <laughs> You're, it's going to get to a point where you fully forget how you got to this point. It'll be full Stockholm and you'll just be, you'll be. You'll I'll be, be like, home. I've always cared. The Rock Hall. Yes. What a great and interesting place worthy of study. For sure. Now, Kristen, you know yes. what month we're in. October. Uh, Toddtober or October, you might say. So we're in Toddtober. We've covered 
two episodes on Todd Smith, a.k.a. LL Cool J. We've done two episodes on Todd Rundgren. We are, as of the release of this episode, about one week away from the inductions. So it's time for us to do our pivot. We have to start talking about this upcoming induction ceremony, but it is still Toddtober. <laughs> and so we've got a beautiful mesh of these two concepts coming together. Uh, very excited to have our guest with us today. Uh, he's the man behind the very popular YouTube account, Todd in the Shadows. Todd Nathanson is with us. Hi, Todd. Hi. Thank you so much for, for being here. Oh, like I, I feel like I, I read your, uh, you know, you contact me. It was like, would you like to be on a Rock Hall podcast? And I was like, would I ever? Because actually, I guess I'm in, in between the two of you because I used to care about the Rock Hall, Hall of Fame, but I haven't really kept up with it in a few years. But like back when it was airing on VH1, back mm -hmm. when I was like first learning about music, this was like the Oscars for me. Like the Grammys, like who cares? All that, all that shit sucks. But this is like the real Lifetime Achievement Award. This is how you know you're a good band. Joe yeah. is lighting up his Hell face yeah. like a like a young boy at Christmas time. Because it, <laughs> yes. is, it is it is my own story in, in some ways. It's very uh, similar. Yeah. Do, do you have any particular memories of watching those induction ceremonies on VH1? Oh. The first one I remember, I want to say, let me look this up. It was like 2003. It was a, it was a really good year for yeah. the Rock well, here, Hall. Here's the deal, Todd. You don't even you don't you even don't have bother to look Googling. it up. You can say 2003. Joe will tell you who was it. Because I'm I'm your Google, okay, for for this journey. 2003 <laughs> was ACDC, Elvis Costello, The Police, The Clash. And the righteous, the righteous brothers. brothers. Yes. Yeah. Like God, what a year! Just, that's a that's a just pretty great. killer year. They really yeah. they got so many women in that year. They just <laughs> nailed it. They really did a great job. And uh, right after that was the 2004. That was the Prince and Tom Petty year. The Prince, George Harrison. Harrison. No, George Harrison. Yeah. yeah. The George right. Harrison. Yeah. Legendary. Classic. You know, Gu all, guitar all to nowhere. Throw the guitar up. <laughs> never comes down. Yeah, and the the last one I re really remember being into was the 2006 one with uh, Sabbath and Skinner, Skinner and, and Blondie. And then I stopped watching, I guess. I don't know. I became a person with better interests. Well, I don't know about better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's say different interests. Like yeah. Joe's face has fallen. Well, you, yeah. you, fell, you fell off, but maybe we'll pull you right back in. That'll be our goal today. What I really liked was not so much the performances, but the video packages they did. And it was like, wow, these are amazing. Like, I absolutely believe watching this that Little Anthony and the Imperials is one of the greatest... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, greatest right. soul acts of all time and deserves to be among the pantheon with james brown and marvin Gaye and all that wow. yeah that's, Todd, that's the magic honestly if joe's ever going on a break if joe needs a, <laughs> a week off your stories are just so parallel and the things that drew you to the hall and that you think are really worthy of attention are so similar it's very eerie yeah. uh so we'll call you in uh you'll be you're my uh, sub our pinch hitter you're my if alternate joe ever <laughs> if i'm sick and, and then i I lost, I kind of lost touch as the classic rock era moved into the eighties. And I was like, I think the rock hall is going to lose touch with its classic rockness, which is what it exists for. Once, you know, rap starts replacing it as we get into like the modern times, like the rock hall, seems like it should stop directly in 1980. As far as I'm like anything after that deserves a different, Interesting. different museum. Well, I have to inform you that like we have barely creeped into the rap era still and like even <laughs> even if you look at like say 2018's class it has the cars and dire straits 
I know, like where it's like it got stuck in the seventies. It felt like it got stuck in the seventies, and then once he got into the grunge and alternative era, you got some other bands that can join. But after that, like I don't know, like it's especially when we get into the post rock era, which we're getting close to. Yeah, it's it'll be it'll be interesting because there's evidence that the rock hall will just be like, okay, well, what fourth tier sixties and seventies acts can we put in (laughs) now instead of trying to stay relevant out of the past? Well, Todd, I want to make sure our listeners have full context for who you are and what you do. Could you take just like a second or two to explain? your YouTube account? Well, I I started uh, a long, long time ago just being on YouTube, reviewing silly uh, pop songs that were popular at the time, you know, your Black Eyed Peas and your Lady Gaga. And over time, I've developed a couple other uh, shows where I cover, one of them is called One Hit Wonderland, where I cover the full careers of one hit wonders after their big hit. And I also cover a show called Train Records, where I review the entirety of a of trains terrible. records of, yes. of, of, of each Pat of Monahan's. trains records. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, I, where I, I cover <laughs> albums that killed careers, mm. like mm-hmm. Billy Idol's weird sci-fi album from the nineties, right? Kind of or thing. you know, Oasis's mm-hmm. "Be Here Now," the yeah, loaded just third album, the, the one that no one likes, right? But yeah, that's that's what I do. I also have my own podcast called Song versus Song, where we take uh, two songs and debate which one is the better one. Next week we're doing Karma Chameleon versus Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. If you have strong opinions on that, too. <laughs> Clash of the Titans. <laughs> yeah, I actually, yeah, I have a favorite. I'm rooting for Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. I think that one's gonna kill in the poll. I think we'll it will see. too. I think Karma Chameleon yeah. is, is good, uh, is good, but Wake Me Up Before You Go Go is deniable yeah. yeah and you know you got the zoolander effect as well <laughs> zoolander that's uh, going to be a factor yeah i like doing it with two songs that are just so they would fill the same spot on a playlist that's the idea well uh, th- thinking of you know the, the concept of going head to head we're not exactly doing a competition on the show today but we are going to try to do uh, some ranking. Uh, and mm-hmm. we, we've done this on the show before, and we, we allude to this concept quite often, which is how badly does the hall need this inductee? And then how badly does the inductee need the hall? Let's start with how badly does the inductee need the hall? And why don't we start from the top? And I have my own pick, and we, we can discuss this. But to me, looking at this list of inductees, and to be clear, and we're just doing the living inductees. Exactly. We are not doing any of the posthumous inductees because, you know, Obviously. it is difficult to need something uh, in the grave. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the man may be dead, but the legacy. The still legacy lives. could be. Mm-hmm. But also for the purposes of uh, being concise and not having to go through 13 <laughs> inductees, we're just going to do eight. We're going to do the six performer inductees, you know, Tina Turner, Carol King, Jay Z, Foo Fighters. The Go Go's, Todd Rundgren, and then we're also going to throw in LL Cool J and Kraftwerk because they are still uh, around and active. Yeah, and they were like you know perennial on the ballot. Could have been in the you know, performer nominees. Category. Could have Easily. been in the performer category. Some, some may say should have. Yeah, well, I'm not, been I'm, in the performer I, category. I didn't yeah. realize they weren't inducted into the performer categories till I was just reading it off the thing. Now what? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Okay. 
it's That's the it's rock a call for you. Uh-huh. It's the rock hall's way of getting in artists that they believe absolutely have to get in, but are struggling to get in through the proper means, the voting body. So with regard to these two, especially, but yes. like there are other people in these categories that were never nominated and it was never considered that they would get in the regular way i guess we could say but like you know these two especially kind of seem egregiously that they were like all right if you're not going to vote them in then i we're just we got to get them in there and it almost it's like this is leading us to who needs the hall yeah for sure because it's definitely an indication of the hall needing them so badly that they will commit category fraud so that (laughs) so that they can get these people in why don't we start though with who needs the hall induction and at my number one slot i am putting the go-go's i think the go-go's one they wanted it very badly and two i think this is a band that is going through like a reappraisal and i think rock hall induction is going to help them so much like i and i think about the other inductees who've been decorated quite a bit but the go-go's really have not been the documentary started it but i think this induction is going to mean a lot to them i think it is going to affect what they're able to do as they tour i think this is an important thing for the go-go's would you guys put anybody else above them i think that the way that i did my ranking might not have been the same way that you did i'm sure that it isn't actually now hearing your thought process on it i put mine kind of like on a continuum of who the hall is the most excited to get like who's going to garner the most ratings for them and like who's going to give them the most clout and get the people going if you will Mm -hmm. um at the top and then i have like a middling class of people who like they were doing fine without the hall and then i put at the bottom the people who if this hall induction is going to like spark interest in them rather than thinking of it like what it means to their career meaning like i put Craftwork as the band in my bottom slot of like, they need the hall as far as like, I don't think anyone has thought about Craftwork lately. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they were having a really hard time getting in through the front door, clearly. And I just think they were not on anybody's except for Demorge's radar very much in the past 20 years. Like people talk about them and they understand that they're an influence, but I think that them getting inducted is going to, like people are going to like the youth if Mm -hmm. they care at all about the home, which they don't. It's going to introduce the youth to them. And I think it's putting them back in the conversation. That's why I put them as my- That's an interesting argument. As my number eight. Todd, who do you think needs the hall the most looking at this- Um, Crap. You know, I, I just listened to both of your arguments. For me, the Rock Hall is not about careers or publicity. It's about cred. And so mm-hmm. for that, I think I'm absolutely convinced by your argument, Joe. It's got to be the Go-Go's. All the rest of them, I don't think they were particularly short on credibility. Yeah. But the Go-Go's, I think, were just like considered just an MTV band like Duran Duran or Billy Idol or something. They made a lot of pop hits, but you wouldn't really, not necessarily before the last couple of years, talk about them as like a groundbreakers mm-hmm. or like they wouldn't be in the same conversation as Blondie or the Pretenders or the bands that the critics really liked. So yeah, I agree with you there. Versus Kraftwerk. I, I just don't see the youth getting more into Kraftwerk because of the Rock Hall. <laughs> I just see them becoming aware of Kraftwerk because of the Hall. And also I don't see the youth connecting to the Hall at all anyway. But I do think that Kraftwerk getting back into the media 
like, I just think that it's going to be news again. Their name is going to be out there. People are going to learn about them from this regardless where they just yeah. were not in. I feel like the Go-Go's were in the public conversation a lot because of the documentary, et cetera, and the reunion and stuff. Right. I think this cements that though, and makes it permanent versus making it just like a passing moment for the Go-Go's. And I got, yeah. I got, I got to admit, I put craft work on this list dead last <laughs> just because i feel like one they're that not the hall needs them the... well no See, no no we i have two opposite. separate lists i have two separate lists Wait, i have what? one yeah I, I have one for who does the hall need the most and then my other list is who needs the hall the most and it's not necessarily a correlational like the top of one is the bottom of the other for me like they could mutually need each other or it, it's possible here's how i think what i think about craft work one they're getting shuffled in in the side category which makes me think there's mm-hmm. not going to be a lot of attention s- spent on them at the ceremony. I don't know. It just feels like there's so much going on. It's like, I feel like Kraftwerk a, l- a little bit is getting lost in the shuffle. Another thing is like, there's no indication that Kraftwerk even knows they're getting inducted. <laughs> <laughs> they're in Germany. They don't get HBO. <laughs> well, like, I mean, there's like famous stories about how hard they are to get a hold of just in general. I mean, are they computers or are they people? Do we know? Has that <laughs> the, been confirmed? I mean, there are there That's are a pictures question about Debo, I know. No, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Daft Punk, right? Uh, yeah. And there's there's questions about the the killers about being human and dancers, being, not robots mm-hmm. though. But the thing about yeah, the thing about Kraftwerk is like, who knows what they? I mean, it's not so much about what they think, but I think you factor that in a little bit. I mean, if they show up, it will be very cool and very unexpected. I don't even know about international travel at the moment. If like a band from Germany can can come over here to to do this <laughs> thing, it would be maybe. I'm trying to think like, is that more surprising than? Tina showing up. Now I'm like, okay, Tina, Todd, and Kraftwerk, who are the truly least likely to show up? Ooh, okay. I think the the most likely of those three to show up would be Todd, and that's still very unlikely. Interesting. Because he is in America and in Ohio. In, in state. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then it's maybe Tina and then Kraftwerk thinking of in that regard who has even like have they acknowledged that they are being yeah, Tina, Tina's they... acknowledged it Tina's right. also that, been... I know that Tina that's what that's why I yeah, put her right, right exactly and yeah. she's been to the Rock Hall ceremony before mm-hmm. you know so like she knows she knows what it is we don't know <laughs> if the Kraftwerk guys know what the Rock Hall is we really like there's been no acknowledgement on any anything what would the German Rock Hall be I remember a long time ago we used to have the British Corridor of Fame the rock and roll corridor of fame yeah uh, um, what is what what would be the german yeah it, i'm watching my, yeah. my mind goes the scorpions to, <laughs> yeah my mind goes to a dark place about what germans would, would oh do. no uh, yeah <laughs> so cut maybe, maybe we'll we'll move on okay yeah. no nope. but yeah so anyway i have i have the go-go's at number one for needing induction and then the after- autobahn of fame no it's like a pass <laughs> I mean, through i'm trying we'll get there. i know trying to think of a german word for yeah uh place the, the garten the rock garden the rock garden it's a rock garden yes stupid okay sorry all right right after the go goes for me i think it's the foo fighters because i think one they they want this so badly that much is clear based on how they've played the game but like they're very successful obviously they're a touring band they've managed to stay relevant for a very long time but i think 
them getting in on their first year of eligibility allows them to at least pretend to be in that like God tier. You know, it's, it's hard to say because it was like you two making it into the rock hall of fame. Like, duh, this was a foregone conclusion. It feels like to me, like there's absolutely no way that the Foo Fighters would not have gotten into the rock hall of fame. They're like the last rock band. Mm -hmm. So and yet, but getting in on their first year eligible and getting in on their first ballot, that's kind of, I think the part that rubs up. You well, know, I think also it. so like and them gives getting them in, kind of a more legendary clout. right like you two they are mm-hmm. not as well regarded as you two but now that no. they have this feather in their cap first year eligible induction they can operate like they are you two they can do the Zuropa tour you know <laughs> <They can. laughs> but yeah I mean so I think this is really important for them and their legacy on some level. And I put them, I put them towards the top. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a funny thing. Like you, you said it, they're, they're not you 2 They're not REM. They're not Nirvana. They're just a band that really stuck around and was just stayed, uh, you know, with a pretty high batting average, mm-hmm. but I don't, except for, you know, a couple of their first albums, no one really talks about the Foo Fighters, like as this super important band who keeps changing history or, you know, no one can name like their sixth album off the top of their head versus their seventh album or what the difference is. Right. Right. Or those albums at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I'm realizing now I'm looking at my list and I, I just made one list and I made it in order of who the hall needs. It's, from who the hall needs the most to who they need the least. And so, so yeah, I'm we'll freestyling on this one. Yeah, freestyle it, uh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, no, I mean, I agree that the Foo Fighters need the hall for the legitimacy factor. I, I have expressed my dismay. I have been accused of being a hater. I am not a hater. I just do not think that they are as good as you too. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. that they are as important as you too. And who cares, man? (laughs) But like, (laughs) if we're talking about people getting in the first year, being as good as you two, being better than Radiohead, being as good as Nirvana, these are categorically it's just not true for the Foo Fighters. And but with them, so this they is can, helpful to them. Yes. Yeah, they can operate as though. And yeah. so I think that's why they need it. Yeah. Uh, and then they're up there. Next, and this is maybe a controversial pick, but number three, after the Go-Go's and Foo Fighters, I put Todd Rundgren. He may act. Yeah. He may act, yeah, like absolutely. he doesn't need it, but mm-hmm. he absolutely needs it. This is a guy who was... You know, he's had some AOR hits. He's had like some stuff that'll get played on your classic rock radio stations that are that go a, a little deeper. AOR album oriented rock. So those were like the stations that <laughs> you know came came out on FM when <laughs> AM was still where you went to listen to pop radio. Okay, FM started to become like this wild the cool west. Kids. Yeah. yeah. And you could play like a full album side and like eventually that turned into the normal mainstream classic rock. But I just think that Todd kind of has been on the fringes, so to speak. People in the know know that he's cool and like that he makes cool albums and he's adventurous and eclectic and everything. But something like induction is going to elevate his status and his visibility. And he's he can act like he wasn't want it, but he is going to benefit from it. And I think his career will get a boost from the induction. I, I agree, agree with that. He was always kind of, I mean, second tier sounds too harsh for that, but he was he certainly wasn't up there with the 
big giant singer songwriters like Elton or Billy Joel or anything like that, mm-hmm. even just saying the name Todd Rundgren makes you a music geek. Like <laughs> to know how to say it, yeah. <laughs> like if you say the word Todd Rundgren, like even like the AM radio listeners who you know they might recognize "Hello, It's Me" or "Bang on the Drum All Day," but if you care about Todd Rundgren, you're a music geek. Yeah, like you have we'll to stop. be. You have to be. Uh, you know, so like getting into like the pantheon, as it were, like that's a pretty big. I mean, you know, he was a '70s artist, and we're up to 2021. The fact that he wasn't in already says a lot about what kind of level he made it to as a songwriter in the '70s. So, like, mm-hmm. the fact that they're finally letting him in says something. It says something good for him. Yeah, yeah. and we've talked about whether he quote unquote you know likes it or not. This will help him, and whether he acts like he likes it or not. This is still going to help him. I was trying to think because you were like, oh, this might be controversial to put him so high up on the needs it list. Just because he acts like he doesn't need it. Honestly, like you talk about, I think maybe above the Foo Fighters, honestly. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Like, I I think he's a solid number two looking at this list. Mm-hmm. There's there's an argument to be made. It's it's the very different things to affect the legacy, Foo mm-hmm, Fighters and mm-hmm. Todd. It's like elevating someone into the mainstream. And then with Foo Fighters, it's elevating someone from the mainstream to like legendary status. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I was like, well, who would you have put above him even? I'm curious to hear who you have next. I have a feeling. I was like, who, who could have needed it more than Todd? And I'm like, We're going to see. I think that I know who you're going to say next. Okay. So in my number four slot of who needs the hall the most, I am putting LL Cool J. Good. That's exactly what I thought you were going to say. I feel like in the middle, I can see exactly why you put him there. And I was like, yeah, I would put him beneath Todd as far as LL Cool J needs the rock hall to like remind us that he's a musician. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's weird to me. I did a, a bit when back, do you remember accidental racist? The country yes. song that was very controversial that LL Cool J had a... Uh, was it with Tim McGraw? Wait, Brad what? Paisley. Brad Paisley, yeah. What on earth? I'm glad I didn't know about this, but can I guess what it is? Sure. Is a white guy and is a country music guy, and he's singing about how he didn't even know that he was racist. And so, like, he's sorry now, but, like, how was he to know? Wow, you did on... It, that's exactly it. Because uh, it's like literally that's yeah, such what else a could accidental racist uh, Well, and it's just such an enraging concept and such a stupid thing that people do all the time. Like, well, he didn't know he was being racist. So like, can't you just love his intent? Can't you oh, just boy. understand his intent? Yeah. LL Cool J. Okay, now. And then they use LL Cool J for clout. Clout. Like, I absolutely <laughs> hate it even more. Now, wait a minute. Does LL have like a forgiveness verse on yeah. it? <laughs> really? Okay. Oh, I Lord. I hate it. And I'm glad I don't know about it. I'm worried. What he's apologizing for is he was wearing a Confederate flag t-shirt and he got bad looks that he didn't realize that has connotations. When I see that white cowboy hat, I'm thinking it's not all good. I guess we're both guilty of judging the cover, not the book. I'd love to buy you a beer, conversate and clear the air. But I see that red flag and I think you wish I wasn't here. This came out in 2013. It was a different okay. time. Well, it yeah. really honestly truly was. Yeah, to some we, the, the nation has... <laughs> okay, but my point was, 
I had, I was talking about it with a younger guy I know who had been like 22 at the time. And I was like horrified because I was a big LL Cool J fan. And to this guy, he didn't expect anything better of LL Cool J. He's like, he's just some corny guy that was, you know, had a couple of hits when he was a kid. Right. He remembers Hey Lover or something. And he now he's mm-hmm. the, the guy on NCIS. The fact that LL Cool J was even a rapper was just like something he didn't really, let alone like a top tier rapper. Yeah. In the conversation, mm-hmm. or the greatest. Like, again, game changer it's like talking about like queen latifah now no one remembers that she rapped or, yeah. or even will smith like they've moved so well beyond that that like the the music has just completely faded away mm-hmm. people have completely forgotten about how good the man was and how important he how was important. he was like he was like the first rap star like the Super, big like solo. star yeah absolutely. yeah he was a like he was like what was his first album like 1985 like he was like the first new school rapper he was there early and establishing new shit constantly and set the template for a lot of things, whether it is being first rap solo superstar or making the pivot to being a ladies man in hip hop. Like that was all established by him. It's really significant. And that's why here, and see, I, I don't put him towards the top because he has a Kennedy center honors, mm-hmm. you know, he, yeah. he has been decorated. So the rock hall induction is adding to the laurels, but he still needs it because, I mean, like this was his sixth nomination and they put him through the side door. That's bullshit. On on some level, it's like he needs it just to like not be embarrassed that he's not in and everyone after him is because that's the route we're going down. Yeah, like he he should be in with Run DMC and with the Beastie Boys. Like, yes, like Mm -hmm. that's the tier he should be in, like the time frame and everything like that. If he's not in by now and they have to put him in the sideboard, like that's like this is not the Rap Hall of Fame. It's the Rock Hall of Fame and Rock critics, I guess, did not consider him part of the, the Rock pantheon the way Run DMC or the Beastie Boys are. I also think in many ways he was punished for his success. <laughs> for being Diversifying a, in life, a, yeah. Yeah, for being a multi-hyphenate, as they say, because people see him as a different thing now, they have forgotten. Whereas if he had just quit rapping in 2000, and just gone and run a small business somewhere. Yeah. Well, he, <laughs> like... <laughs> he certainly entered the Vegas years of his career a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So Of his true. music career. Music career, but yeah. He's Mr. Showbiz at this point. Yeah, he's like an entertainer. He's yeah. like a host. He's like a ubiquitous, he's ubiquitous in such a way that it's like he's not considered a musician. And I just think that the voters reflected that. I, I don't know necessarily that it was that they didn't think he was as good. I think they just didn't think of him or yeah. you know thought of other people more i don't know when i first started getting into music alongside those vh1 2003 2004 like ll cool j was still being repped pretty hard for you yeah, know the his doing cred. it video was out there in heavy rotation he was like a, a firm part of hip-hop history and then mm-hmm. he just kind of fell by the wayside yeah, and it's funny, we, we, we think that when he had a very long career, besides about mid-80s was when he came out on the scene, was successful immediately, and was having hits into the 2000s, you know, which is a longer career of having hits, especially, and relevance than a lot of inductees that we've seen. And it's so funny also that he's been, he was eligible in 2010, so he's been eligible for like 11 years, and he's still like in his 50s. <laughs> because he started yeah. when he was a teenager. So his eligibility period started, you know, he was like barely in his 40s, which is so rare. Yeah, that's nuts. All right. Should we go on to uh, my, my number five slot? I think I got an idea. 
I'm okay. going to see if I'm right for who you're going to All right, yeah. So I think the person who kind of smack dab in the middle, who needs the hall, I'm saying Jay-Z. Interesting. I'm thinking similarly to how I ranked the Foo Fighters. Solidifying, cementing the legend status. With that first year induction mm-hmm. that puts you into a pantheon. It puts him in the Biggie, Tupac category. It says you're a legend, much in the way that it did for the Foo Fighters. And, you know, saying like, you're you 2 you're Nirvana. This is saying you're up there with Tupac and Biggie. Yeah. Who also got in on their first year. I didn't see that coming, but I agree. Dead last for me. I mean, like, so the reason I didn't put him towards the top or close to like Foo Fighters is probably the thing you're thinking, which is that nobody needs to see Jay-Z being inducted in the Rock Hall to know that he's a legend. Like, he's done yep. enough yeah he's to... so he's so far beyond the rock hall and the like the rock hall has nothing he needs he's going to be number one on the who the rock hall needs list there's no doubt in my <laughs> yeah. he was number one on my who the rock hall needs list i didn't have to think twice i was like they need him so badly and they need him to show up i know we will get <laughs> to that but like yeah, yeah, yeah. they need him <laughs> and and so that was why i hadn't put him even I put, like- I, you know, I put him, I put him up before dead last because I also think about like he, he seemingly has cred across every demographic, but potentially one that he could use and like he doesn't need it, but old dad rock, old white guys, guys who are addicted to the sixties. Like there need- are certainly when you think about the Rock Hall's base, there's certainly going to be people who are experiencing Jay Z for the first time because of his induction. As crazy as that sounds. That's it's a, wild. It's funny because Jay Z's about the same age, but I know, right? <laughs> yeah, Jay Z older than Tupac and Biggie. Isn't that crazy? Wild. The people who give him cred are like so beyond the Rock Hall. Mm-hmm. People who care about him do not care about the Rock Hall. I mean, he's like tight with Obama, so it's like okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what? Like what you is the Rock Obama Hall? Obama will mean? do the induction speech. Have yeah, we ever talked whole, about that? <laughs> whole Obama family in there. Yeah. If Pitchfork made their own Hall of Fame, I think Jay-Z might care about that. But the Rolling Stone and the Jan Wenner crowd, like Dave Marsh, I can't imagine Jay-Z caring about their opinion. But but there is something about like he's in the same thing with James Brown. That's fair. And well, Ray Charles. Okay. So there's it's, there's something about that. Like but to be part of that lineage. To yeah. be part of that pantheon. Shout out our network uh, yeah. several times. Um, so we're about halfway through a little bit more of the list of who I think needs the hall why don't we take a quick break uh, and then we come back we'll finish that list and then we'll dive into the who the hall needs intriguing we'll be right back welcome back everybody we hope you had a nice little break we hope over your break you, you continue to ignore the plea of your animals <laughs> <laughs> they'll figure it out Animals once were in the wild. They didn't yeah, eat us. Yeah, they're fine. Gosh, <laughs> you need attention every second? My God. Okay, so my ranking, and you know, given your input, I would maybe shift around Todd Rundgren and Foo Fighters, but I think Go-Go's, Foo Fighters, Todd Rundgren, LL Cool J, and Jay-Z. Now we're getting to the last three. And what's kind of happening for me at the bottom of this list of who needs the hall, kind of starting with Jay-Z, we're looking at legends. We're looking at people who have been so revered and regarded and decorated that like how much do they really need this induction and at number six i'm putting carol king because she's got a kennedy center doesn't she she has a kennedy center honor she's also in the rock hall already you know as a songwriter as Mm -hmm. a songwriter but still could say 
rock and roll hall of famer full stop and like that people would make the assumptions they make her induction is important obviously but i don't know that she was necessarily losing sleep about uh (laughs) not being in a second time in a new category it's very likely she wasn't even aware of these categories and and stuff you know what i mean like the kind of nitpicky stuff that is is important but so that I, i but i put carol king there also because you know Sure. I mean, we haven't we haven't been talking about Carol King in a while. So I think what she gets out of it is acknowledgement, not as a songwriter, but as a performer, mm-hmm. because no one talks about Carol King outside of Tapestry. Mm-hmm. No one really thinks about the hits she had after that, which I can only name one of them off the top of my head. Jasmine. Yes. Yeah. And that's entirely because of the Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, yeah. And that's what's kept her seriously, out. Seriously, Todd, come be our host. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is what has kept her out of the Rock Hall for so long. And I, I think it bodes ill for Alanis Morissette, who is also kind of defined by a single album. Well, I would say it was a one-two punch of already being in plus being kind of a one album wonder. And also Alanis Morissette will get in. She will not get in as a songwriter. (laughs) You won't have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's always been kind of like, why isn't this? I was like, does she really deserve to be in there as a performer? And her legacy will be more as a songwriter than a a singer or a performer as an artist. I think another part that was problematic about her songwriting induction is just that it was as part of a songwriting duo with her ex-husband. and More on this later. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, so yeah, there's there's something symbolic about it too. And we say one album wonder, but like it's tapestry. Like yeah. it's often cited in the top top of any list of the greatest albums. It is chock full of songs so great that you could take that album, grab two at a time, put them on separate albums and spread it out for a career that lasts you know, 10, 15 years. It's an album of bangers. Absolutely. All killer, no filler on that thing. Without question. So, yeah. So if you, if, if she had made tapestry over the course of 10 years, would she have gotten in? Probably. I think it's, isn't that she funny? Had made a, yeah. She had made a, a scarf instead of a tapestry. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Something long. Yeah. Which is funny, but tapestry was so big too. It was like, it kept her at the top of the charts the entire decade of the seventies, you know, and every release that was after that, even if it didn't have as big of a hit, people were just so into tapestry. Everybody was just buying Carol King records just because it, it was that powerful. And I think that level of impact is important, but you know, she was in already and Kennedy Center on yeah. her, right, put her towards the bottom. It is so interesting to me knowing that Kraftwerk is in your bottom. I mean, so we know who's next. Um, right. So Tina Turner, I put number seven, jockeying for that final slot because, I mean, again, Tina's in the hall. She's a rock and roll hall of famer. She has every possible award you could imagine, including the Kennedy Center honor. She just had this huge documentary. They didn't waste a second in that documentary to be like, well, she's not in the hall by herself because who cares? Like, it's just, she's Tina Turner. I can imagine Tina caring. I think she's happy just based on what I saw in the documentary being how much she wants to distance herself from fucking Ike Turner. She's just Mm -hmm. like so badly wants to be recognized on her own. But I do think that that has happened in all of the ways. And I don't think she, I think this is not even icing on the cake. It's like a sprinkle of powdered sugar on top of the already iced cake. That's, you know, gigantic, gigantic. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know, she 
is obviously a big superstar. She was bigger without Ike than she ever was with him. But I feel like the Ike stuff had the cred, the early shit. That was like yeah. this thing the critics like versus a big middle of the road adult contemporary hits she had in the mid 80s and onward. I feel like those don't really get as much respect as their stuff did with Ike. It's different crowds. It gets respect from different crowds for sure. I can imagine her being bumped up a little just so that she can say like, not only was my solo work popular, it was good, mm -hmm. which but I'm I not sure she necessarily gets from rock critics. All you don't see private dancer on the albums list or anything, or even like when people list off great eighties pop albums, you don't see it much listed with like thriller or purple rain or 1984 or anything like that. No, you don't. Although what's love got to do with, with it pretty consistently ranks as a song when, when they, when their people rank songs, but that's, that's fair enough. But like, I feel like it is more popular than it is acclaimed Tina's solo stuff. That's for so, sure. So I, I feel like this could put some shine back on her name as an artist, as a solo artist. So mm -hmm. I, I can imagine putting her up a little higher, honestly. Good argument. I, this feels just like the absolute last stop on a very long victory lap she's been doing <laughs> kind of lately. And mm -hmm. I think she's going to be happy that it happened. I'm sure she'll have a Zoom interview, not a Zoom interview. I'm sure they'll send a crew out to Switzerland to get do, an acceptance speech, to get an acceptance speech from her. Gosh, yeah. I'm like, what there is will the be. budget? We've got to talk to the people, but I'm sure she will be happy about it. I think it's probably edifying and it shows that she is appreciated as an artist by maybe people who legendarily and historically have over and over again said that the Ike stuff was better. So mm -hmm. to me, if I would have been, if I would have made a second list, I would have put her at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then I haven't talked about it already. I just think Kraftwerk at the bottom, like, are like the Kraftwerk fans even going to know about this? Will Kraftwerk, the band, know about this? Like, is, are they go? Is the induction going to spend a lot of time on them? How is that going to move the needle? I just, they just seem like worlds away, and like I, I don't know. I don't know that they need this. Would they break the test of like, does Rock and Roll Hall of Famer show up when you talk about craft work? I don't know that it necessarily would. It just seems I don't know. Yeah, that for for them, I can't really imagine they care all that much. I don't know if like their legacy is going to be bolstered by this because Rock Hall or not, they're going to be for a s much smaller group of people than your Springsteens or your Dylans. Mm. Yeah. They're in the niche Hall of Fame already. Yeah. Well, and it's like, yeah, we always say when they die, the rock, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer will be the first line of their obituary. But I don't know, unless Kraftwerk like all die at the same time. In a, <laughs> oh, I, I would never. But I guess what I'm saying is I cannot name a member of Kraftwerk. And I guess I'm wondering, can you, Joe? Anyone? I mean, uh, Florian Schneider in particular, because he did pass away within the past year or so. And then Carl Bartos, uh, and yeah, I can do I can do some of them. All and right. you know, the, there's the one guy who's still in Kraftwerk, Rafe. Does, is he the one who's touring as Kraftwerk with new folks? Yeah, Rafe Hooter, I think. Hooter, Hooter. yeah, yeah. So maybe Kraftwerk will never die, and it will just continue uh, forever. And yeah, just get new people in red shirts. Yeah. And <laughs> here, you can keep it going. But yeah, I don't know. I just I put them at the bottom just because it seems like 
there's a disconnect. I, I'd still put Jay-Z lower. Yeah. I mean, that there's, there's an argument to be made there. All right. Let's pivot to who does the Rock Hall need most? And Kristen, you've you've already said that at, at the top of your list is Jay-Z. Yeah, absolutely. They need him. I've said why. We all know why. He's literally friends with the Obama. Like the people who would be interested in celebrating Jay-Z is like another caliber of fame and reverence in in like our society like the people who who he runs with he's just in another league and if they can get him there if they can get jay and bay to cleveland ooh, we i will be so happy it would be cool and then what it would do for the rock hall's visibility so yeah more specifically you're thinking like what, who do the Rock Hall producers want this need at the ceremony, which is part of this for sure. Yes. And also thinking about keeping the Rock Hall relevant, which is mm-hmm. a thing that we talk about a lot. And like, I think that putting more rap artists who are still alive and making me like, I just think this is going to, they need the street cred way more then like yeah if they biffed it on jay-z and nominated him and didn't get him in it would be like well this process is broken we saw it with radiohead and we're seeing it again like this institution does not know how to properly evaluate an artist's rock hall cred i feel like the rock hall approach to hip-hop is so weird and haphazard was like, well, we got to put in someone and they put in someone who's very popular, but it doesn't really make any kind of linear sense. No. Wu-Tang should have been in there before Jay-Z, just through chronology. Yeah. I like, mean, it's, Nas should mm-hmm. have been in there before Jay-Z. As soon as they started passing over LL Cool J for some of these artists, it was even like Tupac. It's like LL comes first. And like, so once that happened... It was like, oh, it's it's all off. And Chuck D has popped off on Twitter about the lack of order chronologically in the Rock Hall. It's in every category too, though. It's like rap, it seems like pretty egregious, but it's like you have Whitney Houston in and Chaka Khan is not in. There are so many very clear egregious chronological problems. It's very clear in rap because there's so few artists that have been inducted, but it's all over the place in this. Uh, It's it's, it's very, like I said, it seems haphazard like they know they should but they don't know exactly what to do about it like other genres they do like with country or jazz like they were like well i guess we have to we can't not put in johnny cash but for rap is like well we have to but we don't really consider this part of the tradition we're honoring so it's just very very random you know they include hip-hop but it's only legend status hip-hop you know and it's not it's not getting a tribe called Quest. Tribe, exactly, yeah. Or De La Soul, or any of these artists that didn't make it to God tier, but still were very important to the development of the genre. Oh, and, and uh, just like uh, Dre and Snoop, they should be there before Jay Z, and they're not. Dre's in uh, Dre as NWA, but yeah. like, yeah, solo. Absolutely. There needs to be acknowledgement. So yeah, I mean, Kristen, the ranking at the top makes sense. There's not who I put. I I put Jay-Z probably a little too low. You're making a good argument because I put at my number one slot, the artist that they committed category fraud because they needed him to be in so badly, which is LL Cool J. See, I put him way low because I guess I'm thinking more about, to me, LL Cool J is someone that the hall needs to get in, but they don't like, 
It's like they need him to to right a wrong. And I was thinking of it more in like, who do they need to say that they did it? You know, like, uh-huh. who did it like? And for me, it was not. Well, I think maybe about I was hall- thinking too much about the ceremony as yeah. well. I was, I th- I was I just, thinking more about who do they need to show up? Who sure. do they need to talk about it? Who do uh-huh. they need to almost like make them relevant? And to me, LL Cool J is not someone who makes the rock hall relevant. Right. But in my thought was the longer it goes, and this is why they inducted him this way as a musical excellence inductee, the longer the hall goes without LL Cool J, the less sense it makes. Like they lose their credibility as an institution that's honoring this type of music because he's not in there. They needed him so badly. They were like, we have to just get him in now instead of continuing to put him on the ballot when he doesn't get in. So he has to be there so that we can continue to induct hip hop inductees and not get shit for not having one of the originators. I also am thinking of this in terms of headlines. I'm thinking of who leads the headlines when the new, when the new class comes out and it is Jay-Z it's Tina Turner. It's, the Foo Fighters. It's like, these are the bands that get the people excited to talk about the stupid rock hall. That's what I'm thinking of is more like headline drawing interest grabbing for the public at large. Cause I don't think that people really care necessarily unless it's like one of those things where then you say, Oh, LL Cool J just got in and they're like, what? That's crazy or whatever. But it doesn't matter to most people, whether LL Cool J gets in or not, or shows up or doesn't or whatever to most people does not matter. And so to the hall, it's not like they're going to get a big headline, like LL Cool Cool J finally in a weird side category. <laughs> if, if anything, it eliminates the bad press of how is LL Cool J not in like those. Yeah, types of but eliminating things. bad press is not good press. Mm. My second pick was Tina. Yeah, my yeah. second pick was Tina. Now, I, I was I put Tina at number three just because number two and, you know, there's a little bit of a disconnect with how I'm uh, ranking these and how maybe you both are or Kristen, but I think they needed the Go-Go's badly. And I put the Go-Go's at number two because of the woman problem with the hall. The lack of inductees that are female is an issue that has dogged the hall for a long time. And there are no female rock bands. And I think finally inducting the Go-Go's is something that is very, very good for the hall. You put LL as number one and then the Go-Go's as number two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't give me that look. I, I, I just... I've I, made my, I, I'm making my arguments and yeah, they're not crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're not. They're just... They're, they're wild and they're coming from a, from a different direction. Yeah, a different direction. But I think about... I mean, they don't have... You're coming at it from a... Almost like optics. You're coming at it from the optics and I'm coming from optics, but a different set of optics because yes, the hall has a woman problem, but they fucking get away with it every goddamn year. Last year, they tried to spin having what one woman induct. They were like, one dead Look, woman. Yeah, we inducted oh, the hall has been really working on diversity. They let they led the headlines last year were like hall improves diversity. I, I mean, it was just stupid and lies like i just don't <laughs> think they care like and maybe uh, that's why i think they need to actually do something about it 
Maybe I'm too in on the inside. But I think you might be. I, I think just, you're I think the, like the thinking about the things that drive you nuts about the hall. And you're like, they need to do these things. And I'm like, they want to make money. They want clout. They want big names that are going to Yeah, I guess I'm thinking headlines. like, what does the hall need to do to make things right? Ah, yes. Yes. You know, so that's a different list for me. In all those regards, I feel like Tina does better than the Go-Go's. She's not only more famous, she's also a woman. She's also black. The only thing that it doesn't help with is the fact that she's already in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have, t- I have Tina at number three. Like, should they need Tina Turner for a number of reasons? They get to piggyback on the amazing year that she has had. They get to have one of the most famous people of all time to be inducted. They can right the wrong of inducting her only with Ike. And it also shows that the hall is not going to dig its heels on the shit that it has been stubborn about for decades. And she is the person who people texted me about. Mm -hmm. People texted me about Jay-Z and Tina Turner. And like, not because they know, most of my friends forget that I have this podcast. (laughs) Right. And and they were just offhandedly like, wow, Tina Turner's getting in the Rock Hall. Did you see Jay-Z is getting in the Rock Hall? Which is like, LOL, as if I did not see. But like, you know. (laughs) As if I didn't wake you up to. (laughs) God, as if, if only. But that's why they are just, to me, the number one and number two spot of just their positive, good headlines for the hall. To me, the Go-Go's are not a good headline for the hall. I think they're very equivalent as far as like how much the, they they went right in the middle for me mm-hmm. as far as, and the way I was thinking of it was a continuum of who the hall needs the most versus who it needs the least. And then kind of the continuum of who needs the hall. Like I put them on a spectrum, yeah, a, a right. continuum yeah. of like tension. <laughs> and to me, the Go-Go's, the hall needs them and they need the hall. And it's About a little equally. symbiosis. We're in yeah. the middle of the spectrum. Cause I'm like, yeah, they both need each other. They're both, they're getting something out of this transaction. Whereas what the hall is getting out of inducting Jay-Z way skews in their favor. What yeah. they get out of inducting mm-hmm. Tina whoosh, way skews in their favor. Right, right, right. That's, I mean, that's an interesting way to think about it. Maybe better. Will I admit that? Who's to say we still have some time. I mean, I just, I will say, you know, the text message that I received was think about how you would rank these people in terms of how much they need the hall versus how much the hall needs them. And that is what I did. I put Carol King at number four. I, I put the Foo Fighters at number three Okay. because I think the hall needs them. I think that rock fans like in particular are excited about this. They're excited about seeing them in concert. I think they need them for like the concert thing. They need them because Dave Grohl is fucking everywhere and we'll talk about it and we'll talk about how excited he is to be in the rock hall. It's just getting people excited about it. And like the Foo Fighters are a very popular band still. And I think that the hall is like, yay. It's like when Green Day got in, you know, they're like, yay, wow. An uncontroversially well-liked band A is stadium getting in. rock band, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, still can fill the biggest venues. Oh yeah, they just played out here at a friend go to go see them. I was like, this is the, the moment I've been waiting for all my life. Like you're not a teenager anymore, but here the Foo Fighters still are still basically exactly as big as they ever were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like sound is good still. And yeah, everyone still likes Dave Grohl as everyone's, you know, cool uncle. Yeah. Yeah. I and now the thing is, I put I put the Foo Fighters a little bit lower just because I felt like 
the hall could get away with inducting them next year or the year after that. Like, yeah, absolutely. They absolutely. And I wish they would have, you know, that I feel that right. way, but I do think that the way that the hall works and like what they need from the Foo Fighters, the exchange is they're getting a lot from them. They're getting their closer, which is something we've talked about before. Yeah. It's like, they've got their closer now. They've They've got got a headliner. They have a big band. They have a band with guitars and white guys in it. And they're very popular. And And the hall is smiling from ear to ear. And the hall is so happy. The hall needed them and they are hyped about it. And I stand by putting them at number three. (laughs) My number four was the Go-Go's. Okay. Well, I have four and five are a tie. I had Carol King and the Go-Go's as a tie. Just to me, this is where we're at the equilibrium. It it gets the people talking about the Go-Go's. It gives the go-go's an opportunity and also it makes the hall look good the go-go's are a fun band that have a lot of big songs and like people i think will be excited that they're getting in but i don't think it's like that's not your top four headline names yeah and i think it's almost the same for carol king where i'm like oh that's someone they're like oh i love carol king i'm glad i can't believe she wasn't in already for that oh nice i like her would love to see her sit at a piano and sing Hmm. They feel very equivalent, fully in the center. That's where I would place them. Yeah, that sounds right to me. I put the Go-Go's above Carol King, but the, I, I think we're pretty much all agreed these are our top five Go-Go's and Carol King are four and five or five and four or something like that. That yeah. that sounds right to me. I will sign off on that. Are you sure, Joe? You didn't you didn't throw Kraftwerk in there somewhere for some uh, reason no. about how they had to correct it wrong? Or... No, I mean Kraftwerk. I I did put it number six because I was thinking my list is different from yours, so I forget if we're at number six yet. Um, I think I we think are. So. Yeah, we um, just said Carol and Go-Go's as like a four or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just I just kind of feel like Kraftwerk being inducted is good for the hall going forward because of how influential they are. But like no one's going to notice like really if they don't get in. It's an induction that I'm going to notice that they're not in. At six, I have LL. And I am curious about why you think that Kraftwerk is better for the hall than LL Cool J. Oh, wait, did you already have him? Oh, you had him as like number one. I put LL Cool J as number one. So I think LL is very important for the hall. I Um, do not. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) We really made some different lists. We sure did. We sure did. We absolutely did. Oh, my God. But yeah, I'm a craft work. It's like, okay. Yeah. and also with the hall, they, they they probably know Kraftwerk's not showing up. I put Kraftwerk as dead last. They are my number eight spot. I have six LL, seven Todd, eight Kraftwerk. Just as far as the excitement that fans and people will feel about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame based on these people's induction and the share of fans that they will have. I think LL is a more notable person. And I think people will be like, well, I'm surprised he wasn't in already. Or, whoa, I haven't heard from him since the racist apology (laughs) song or whatever. Or like, oh, isn't he too busy hosting Lip Sync Battle or whatever? Like, (laughs) I, I think people will be like, oh, and then I think people will be like Todd Rungeon, who's that or whatever, you know, majority just like 
people who are not talking about this for their entire lives or spending an entire month devoted to uh, his first name. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they it, it just means less to them. And then I think craft work people are like, is that what it what is it? I think the casual music fan is going to have a bit of a what is it? And I don't think that the hall is going to, like you said, spend a ton, ton of time on craft work. I think it's like more that they're just doing a little backlog entry. They're they're getting craft work on in so that, that we can continue the electronic music inductions. I feel like you get more hipster cred for inducting craft work, but the people who are fans of Todd Rundgren would be more excited about him getting into the Rock Hall of Fame. I yeah. agree. So I, I guess it depends on which what more you want. Like if you want fans to tune in, I guess you're going to get more from Rundgren. But if you want to look cooler, craft work makes you look cooler. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is not cool. Uh, (laughs) you heard it here first it is categorically true it is not cool and i don't think that it is trying to be cool i think that regardless if jay-z shows up with the obamas and beyonce in tow and then like oprah inducts tina turner the rock hall is still not going to be a cool institution that's almost like a magic trick of the rock hall that they can get like the most (laughs) a-list people involved and still no one will know that it's happening (laughs) Yes. Like absolutely no one like otherwise like something that people would be like, I got to tune into that. Like there will be absolutely no awareness of this event happening. I lost touch with it when it went off of VH1 and HBO took it over. And yeah. uh, it's a television event. Like no one watches regular cable broadcast television anymore. Yeah. So like they can't even promote it. I'm curious about in the HBO Max era, what the, uh, I mean, because the last with, year. like succession returning, I feel like that's going to be their appointment television. That's going to be their Game of Thrones slot. Oh yeah. It's like one of the last things that is like still water cooler yeah. television. And so people will be going to HBO Max and, you know, if they, if they promote yeah, it. But right. like, yeah. But like when it was on VH1, at least you were like people who are interested in music, music. in general. <laughs> Back when VH1 was a, yeah, I'm channel. like trying to imagine anyone going to VH1 anymore, though. Right, but it, it was at the right time, right place of like people yeah. watched television and if they wanted some sort of music content, they would go to VH1. Yeah, versus HBO. I feel like HBO is like a terrible thing. They don't even do a whole lot of music on there. At least Netflix has all, you know, like this is pop and stuff. They did do the Tina documentary. Oh, and the Michael Jackson documentary. Yeah. that Which had a lot of implications on the actual Rock Hall ceremony that year, as I recall, because Janet didn't want to perform. Because oh, it was yeah, on HBO. there were... There were conspiracies. We we we've we've got we debunked one. We debunked that, did we? Or we do, a, yeah, do we, we think a, someone was holding back. We have a little bit of an inside track, but who knows uh, if our sources were being correct? I think like if Janet really had an issue with that, she would not have shown up. Um, That's true. And the the lack of performance we had heard was just the degree to which production wise, she wa- what she wanted was something the Rock Hall could not handle, given that they have to do a tremendous amount of turnover because they go from artist to artist having to set up for a new right. thing. And that's she what she was about heard, to have her like Vegas residency. So she probably wanted a bunch of dancers, which yeah. would have made Rock Hall me does not do so it. happy. Rock, Rock, Rock Hall does not do it. It's an, another awkward thing as we exit the rock era and enter the pop era. Mm-hmm. The more soul, like when they induct Mariah, Mariah will not need a bunch of dancers, but she will to carry her around. <laughs> well, that's that's fair enough. Have the other inductees that year? Yes, whoever they whoever they may be. <laughs> ten out of ten would love 
to see it. So I think that's our ranking. I think we've we've come to some interesting conclusions, and in, you know the the difference between. What Maybe the that Christian Spectrum was correct and Joe's two it's lists certainly were, interesting. were bunk. You know, I, I still think there is an argument to be made that the Rock Hall really needs LL Cool J for a maybe long game, but like short term. Yeah, the notoriously long game minded Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're just always there. Well, they, you, I think the snubs hurt them in the long game. When I think about like Trent Reznor was very skeptical of the rock hall because he was like, the cure is not in. (laughs) And then when the cure was inducted and he inducted them, it helped to change his mind and then led to his involvement, et cetera, et cetera. So I I think that I think the snubs, I mean, like you, you talk about what the big issues of the rock hall are probably the, the first and foremost of them is the backlog of snubs. And the woman problem. The, yeah, the I mean, diversity, I put, I put, equity, I, and inclusion. I put the gogos. I put the gogos at number two, kind of for that reason. But um, right, but I think that's more like for dummies like us who think about this stuff. I just do not think I was. Were thinking, you really expecting me to make a list for some for someone other than me, a big dummy? Come on, it's coming from a dummy. You're going to get a dummy list. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was out here being once again the voice of the people. See, uh, and that's why that, that's the dynamic once again <sighs> saves us. <laughs> it makes us a relevant podcast. Thank God. Ugh. Todd, do you think you'll watch the induction this year now that we forced you to talk about it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you will probably, the thing is like nowadays, if there's a clip worth watching, it will find its way to you. Yeah. If someone gets in a fight, like when they, in, I mean, I'm sure in the next few years they'll induct Oasis and there'll be like a big controversy about that when either one, punches the other or refuses to show up or gives they a will not quote. show up they will yeah. when oasis gets in they will drag it out say yes say no they'll make it a big thing in the press and then neither of them will come that's one of the truly great things about the rock hall the forced reunions that no one wants to do that's always the fun part yeah so. yeah the the dire straits reunion that no one was begging for and didn't happen. And didn't happen. And all the fights. I've heard some wonderful things about the CCR non-reunion at the Rock Hall. Tense stuff. And, uh, you know, Blondie almost got, came to blows. Debbie Harry was like, get off my stage. It happened losers. during the speeches. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. Where Wait. Blondie had like kind of determined, okay, it's going to be the current lineup that is going to play. But, you know, there were original members who were there who were being inducted as well, but they weren't going to play. And some of those original members on mic were like, Debbie. What do you say? One more time. Let's do it. And then like uncomfortably looking behind him and Debbie being like shaking her head. Good <laughs> God. Like, come on. Let's do it. Like, like old times, Debbie. Yeah. Like, Let's no. put her we, woman in the talked public about eye. This. We Let's talked about do this. it. So, yeah, I mean, like nothing like that really has. There's no potential for that happening. The Go-Go's and the Foo Fighters are the only bands and they are. They're on good terms. And they're, yeah. and they're all oh, yeah, on good terms. Yeah. In both bands everyone who's being inducted is in the current lineup. Yeah. So like there's, there's absolutely nothing there. I mean, like maybe we'll get a fun uh, red carpet moment. a la Robert Smith. Yeah. They will hope, hope for something like that. Uh, some off the cuff remark from somebody fun. Yeah. Yeah. The, sh- the shit show potential is pretty low this year. Yeah. I think so. And also there's just like going to be a lot of rules. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, like there probably won't be, I'm curious how much like maybe a low drama ceremony. I'm just curious who's going to show up. We're getting close. 
It's yeah, been thank, a long yeah, road. Thanks but... for uh, thanks for having me on during a pretty uh, intense time for this podcast. It sounds like. <laughs> I mean, Tied it's time a, of the year. Whew, yeah. October. Yikes. Yeah. Just be glad you were not here for mu mu September excellence. September excellence. Listen, the nightmare. The, the puns are are meant to lie. make that's, that's Kristen rough. upset. Uh, yeah. And I yep. think I think our show is meant to make me upset. Yeah. <laughs> you look at our graphic; it's me like with a big grin, and you looking at me like, "What are you doing? <laughs> what in the damn hell? What in the Matrix hell?" Well, <laughs> don't don't quote Space Jam, a new legacy, a new legacy. Anyway, Todd, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I, I want to give you the opportunity to plug your channel and anything else you'd like to plug. Oh, you can find me on YouTube at Todd in the Shadows. You can find my podcast, Song vs. Song, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can uh, find me at Shadow Todd on Twitter. Ooh. And um, I think that's about it. Excellent. Our followers know that uh, at Rock Hall Pod is the handle on Twitter and Instagram. Rockhallpod at gmail.com is the email. Send us a message. That's always nice to, to see if you've, if you've got thoughts or questions. I'll answer questions. I don't care. But you Joe, know who, who doesn't want to You know who doesn't want to answer questions? It's Kristen. Mm-hmm. So uh, unless you specifically designate that in your message, I'm not going to forward the email to Kristen because she doesn't want to see it. And uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us. Five stars only. Anything less than five would uh, only hurt our feelings and hurt the growth of this podcast. Uh, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us and you know what let's throw out a let's throw out a shout out to future rock legends who really make any discussion about the rock hall possible i'm joe quazala i'm kristen stuttered and who cares about the rock hall at discount tire we know your time is valuable get 30 percent shorter average wait time when you buy and book online did you know discount tire now sells wiper blades check out our current deals at discounttire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today discount tire let's get you taken care of it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.